44. And being in agony, he did what? He prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Look at verse 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. That word accustomed there means he was habituated or familiarized or used to. Jesus was used to prayer. Jesus made prayer his lifestyle. That the Bible now records that he was accustomed. Now, reading this verse 39, you'll be telling yourself that he went to Mount Olives. Do you know what he went there to do? The Bible said he went to Mount Olives. How are you sure he went there to pray? Look at, look at verse 37 of chapter 21 of that same Luke. 37, verse 37 of 21. He says, and in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and stayed away on the mountain called Olivet. You see mountain? If Jesus wanted to relax, he would have, I know there were men who were there, he would have relaxed or slept or missed their houses. In comfort. You don't go to mountains to have comfort. <laughs> you can't leave the comfort of your house and go to mountains to relax. Jesus went there to pray. What lesson can we learn there? For us to excel in life or in ministry, prayer must be our lifestyle. When we say lifestyle, we mean Prayer became the character of Jesus. Prayer became what Jesus was known. I looked at the scripture and I discovered that Jesus was so, so, so meticulous in prayer that he never left or he never met the crowd without being in what? Being in, 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 um, how do I put it? In intimacy with his father. And each time he comes out, he comes out in power. Prayer was his lifestyle. So as Christians, if we must excel, we need to pray. Not just pray, make it our lifestyle. What does it mean to be a lifestyle? What you like doing. You drive joy through it. If you have not derived joy praying, something is wrong with you as a Christian. If you have not derived joy being in God's presence, something is wrong with you. That's number one lesson. Number two, look at verse, verse 41. Verse 41. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and did what? And Jesus withdrew from his disciples just to have an intimacy. If you must excel in life, if you must excel as a child of God and do well, we must learn to withdraw from the crowd. Is somebody here with me? We must learn to withdraw from the crowd. Why? Why the crowd? The crowd can distract you. The crowd can lead you astray. Uh, that's a minute. Let's do it. When you are following the crowd, you will not know how to pray. Because the crowd will always find a way to relax. The crowd can deprive you 
you want to you, you want to belong, follow the crowd. You may not. That was why Jesus. I said, why did Jesus have to take a stone through? It has many connotations. Perhaps Jesus saw that they were not in the same frequency. And I discovered, even, even in the prophets, if you look at the prophets, sometimes when they want to do our prayer, or Jesus sometimes in his prayer, he will enter and he will take some people and lock the door. Sometimes he will not even take some, he will close the door behind him. Why? Because maybe he has known that these people have not measured up in the spirit. So, we must learn to withdraw from the crowd. Now, it is one thing to withdraw. And it is another thing what you do when you withdraw. The Bible said that Jesus withdrew and when he withdrew, he did what? He knelt down and what? And prayed. So many of us, we say, hey, I, I want to withdraw. I want to be, have a time with God. I want to, want to have a covenant time with God. Yes, it is good. I want to fast. When you go into intimacy or a covenant with God, what do you do there? It's another question. Some people will withdraw just to start to wasap. It's not a withdrawing. I have fasted. Others have fasted. It is not. Some people start. They don't fast. We have withdrawn. Withdrawing. It's not fasting. We are fasting. When you withdraw or when you fast, what do you do? Jesus did what? Prayed. Hallelujah. So that's the lesson of Muslim. That we must always learn to withdraw from the crowd. Or else the crowd will deprive us of intimacy with Jesus. That's number two lesson. Number three. Look at verse 42. Verse 42. Say, Father. Jesus said to God, Father. What does that signify? Relationship. Relationship. Jesus has connection and knows the God he was praying to. That was why he was able to call him Father. You don't call someone you don't know a Father. Jesus had or has a connection with God. His Father he was praying to. He called him Father. Let me tell you. For your prayer not to be effort in futility. For your prayer not to be effort in futility, you need to know and have relationship with God that you pray to. Why? So that you will confidently call on him and he will answer you. Jesus called his father, called God, Father. Because something was bothering him. He called him Father. Did God answer him? Yes. Because he laid his body. You don't pray to someone you don't know. As we have gathered here to pray, what is your relationship with God? Permit me to tell you tonight that when you, when you pray to God and you don't have relationship with him, sir, what will happen is that your prayer will be a future rap before him. You, you, you must have just come and wind away your time, you know, babbling and just go. Relationship matters. That was why Jesus called him Father. Sometimes when other world, when when I have this body, there is a name I call God. Every one of us, there is as 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 a child of God, there is should be a name you call whenever you call him, you know you feel confident you are before your father. When my mother was alive, there's a name I used to call my mom. And all her nerves will do what? Relax. That same thing happens with God. So the question we have to ask ourselves tonight is, do I have a close relationship with God that I pray to? Or else, your prayer will be a flitterer and will be an effort in futility. God forbid that in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, number four. Number four lesson. Look at what 43. 43. We are preparing ourselves to pray. 43. Then an angel 
appeared to him. From where? Heaven. Do you what? Strengthening him. Child of God. Prayer strengthens our life. Prayer strengthens. Each time we gather to pray, there is a strength that comes. There is a strength. There is a rejuvenation. Whenever you come up, you gather to pray. There is this. You, you are energized on the inside. Let me tell you something. Prayer is a place of renewal. It is a place of renewal. It is a place where strength is drawn. Let me give you a perfect example. We have a well. We have buckets. If you have a well in your house, each time you need water, what do you go do? You go to the well and draw water, maybe to paint. After you have used the water to paint, you will still have need water to do other things. What do you do again? You go back to the well to do what? To draw. Prayer is a place where we draw. We draw strength. Jesus prayed because he prayed and he has seen that is a place of renewal. What happened? When God saw that his son was praying, he sent an angel and that angel came and strengthened him. There are angels on assignment tonight. As you pray, you will be strengthened tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be strengthened to go for war. You will be strengthened to go through the difficulties of time. You will be strengthened to overcome the end time. You will be strengthened to remain stable in the Lord. That is what prayer does. And that is what we have come tonight to pray to do. Because prayer strengthens our lives. Look at verse 44. Verse 44. And being in agony. <laughs> he did what? He prayed even more earnestly. Tell of God, we must learn to offer our pains to God. There is no other person who can carry your pains. Your fellow human being cannot carry your pains. Let me tell you. Your fellow human being may come to help you for some time. Then we go give. What's again now? I better be bogo. We bruise again. Bogo now. But we have a God that when you offer your other, the Bible says Jesus being in agony, prayed and what did he do? Jesus being in agony, offer his pains. Being in agony, dropped his bonnet at the feet of his father. When you are in agony, what do you do? Some people complain. You mama. The right thing is to offer your troubles at the feet of Jesus. Because he will give you rest. Jesus did it needful. Because the pudding was so much on him. Going to the cross. Being in agony, he went to his father and said, Father, my son that have not carried it, but he was shown the car. Therefore, I dropped that of it. We must to offer our problems to God in prayer. What is that thing? How cumbersome it is. How difficult God is. We must learn to offer. Hebrews presented it well. Can we go to Hebrews chapter 5? What Jesus did in Luke chapter 22. This 44, verse 44. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 presented it very well that you will understand. Look at verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. Who, in the days of his flesh, to tell me that Jesus was in flesh, that what you are feeling, he felt. That what burden you think you are carrying, he carried. That what actually you think you are in, he was in. That whatever trouble you think that have troubled you, or challenged you that Jesus faced all these things and said, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered 
supplication. What did he do? With vehement cries and tears to him, to him who was able to save you from death. He offered his agony to him who was able. Child of God, there is a God who is able. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now for God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you think or imagine. There is a God bigger than that trouble, bigger than the trouble of Nigeria, bigger than that trouble of COVID 19, bigger than that trouble of difficulty in your business. Jesus being in agony did the needful. Surrendered. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all ye who are what? Heavenly legend. I will give you. That is what Jesus did. Did he rest? He rested. Because he offered his what? His burdens on his father. Tonight, children of God, we have looked at the life of Jesus on prayer. And it's a lesson to us as we have gathered tonight to pray. That if we must do all this, we must do well. Especially this time we are in. <laughs> we are in a very difficult time. Understanding the time. The season we are in now is a very critical one. Bible says, uh, Paul, he said, in the last days, in periods, some translation will say, in difficult times. That's what we are in now. We must learn to pray. To pray. We must pray. Don't get tired of praying. Don't give up. Don't say, I have prayed enough. Don't say it has been long. Uh, who, who pray help? Where has the prayer helped Nigeria? People have said that. Let me tell you, prayer offered by believers in this nation is what that has kept this nation. If you don't know, know it tonight. If not, the blood already shared in this country is ready to destroy this nation. Just like the Bible says, if I see 50, Abraham said, what if that? What if 20? What if until he got a number? That same thing is happening. If you are not there, there are people. If you think you are easier, you are the only one. There are men who have not defied themselves. There are men who are praying for this nation day and night. You think you cannot pray. So tonight, as we pray, get ready to offer your body like Jesus. If what is happening in this nation touches you and concerns you, learn to pray with body tonight. Say, God, I know you are there. Maybe there is this situation in your life. It has bucked you or it has, it has engaged you, I mean, caged you. It has, it has bound you and you, you cannot do things again freely. You cannot serve God again. Because you are looking at the challenges, you are looking at the trouble. Can you learn to, to, to lay your burdens and pains, no matter how painful, no, no, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult it looks? Yesterday, I was eating chicken. The super chicken. When they called me, I said, My wife, my wife called me and said, She's already in the hospital. Before I said, Jack Robinson, to come and come back, I said, Come on, no more. I said, I look and say, Is it because I am righteous? I'm not even. Perhaps it could be prayers made because I relaxed. I just relaxed. Attention, 
uh, it begins to worry you. But when you begin to look at it, just like um, the Israelites, when they began to, to see the, those giants as giants, as they, they, they were um, grasshoppers before them, yeah, took over them. Fear took over them. And they could not do anything. And you know, whenever fear comes, forget about it. You're a loser. Hallelujah. Tonight, there will be no fear in our hearts. Our prayers will be offered unto God. And our God is able to answer us. If there is any man to pray, there is a God in heaven to answer. If there is a people to pray, in this nation, there is a God who rules in the affairs of men to put things in shape. Don't be discouraged. Can you stand on your feet as we begin to pray? Tonight is prayer. It's not a day talking too much. It's a day of taking action. <laughs> It's a day to pray and pray and pray. We have a lot of issues to pray. And I want you, children of God, to pour your heart. When I say pour your heart, pour your heart. In fact, any way you know you will sit or stand or take position you want to pray that will make you to pray better, please take it. Because I want us, we want tonight's prayer that the Lord will answer us in a different way. In the name of Jesus Christ. Never felt me yet. Never felt me yet. Jesus Christ. Never felt me yet. There is Jesus Christ, never 
In the name of Jesus Christ. Our first prayer tonight is to pray for Nigeria. And of God, I said, if you have burden for this nation, this is the time to pray. If there is a people to pray, there is a call to answer for this. Nigeria is in the morning of a cultic siege. Nigeria is in a cultic siege. Begin to pray for this nation. That whatever siege this nation is held, that the power of God will liberate this nation. That Nigeria will comfort as gold.
not in this nation. Enough is enough for pretense. Let God arise and judge. We want justice in this nation. There's a revolution. Revolution has not been everywhere. I in the spirit. Let's go and shoot everything now. Begin to press the Father. Tonight. 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 Begin to grab this nation. Begin to grab this nation. Begin to grab this nation. Let your judgment come. Upon everyone deceiving us in this nation. Gain politicians. Everywhere they are living in pretense. Let the judgment of God come. that 
Give the wisdom. Father, let there be provision. That's this topic will become, will, be, will impact us. We shall comfort as good. That as we are now dross, that the Lord in that, in that program should remove every dross covering us and we shall comfort as good. In all levels, in our families, in our businesses, in our spiritual life, in our nation, in everywhere. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can you pray for the football outreach that is going on now? Pray for that football outreach that the Lord will take over. If you watch things and see what is going on, you see that God is making them for himself. That that outreach will not be a fortitude. to pray. We are fighting against flesh and blood. Let me tell you, it is a combat for soul. It's a combat for soul. It's not going to be an easy thing. Pray to pray. It's a combat for soul. You may not see the war, but there's a war going on. That's the war going on. <laughs> oh, yes. I will see. Maybe your business. 
in your heart what it is. What is it? The Bible God is saying tonight, Jesus being in agony, offer prayers and supplication. Child of God, this is the time. Pour your heart. Thank you. 
Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the sick say I'm healed. Whatever your situation is, declare otherwise. The situation that is not according to the will of God concerning your life, declare otherwise. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the one who seems to be failing say I am succeeding. Be clear that which will descend. Scripture says, what God hears say to his ears, that will go unto him. Say with your mouth. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Use it wisely. Declare it. That thing you are seeking. Declare it for yourself. God will operate it. He will. He will. Thank you, Jesus. In your family, if there's no harmony, declare harmony, declare peace. If there's no progress in your family, declare progress in your family. If there's a situation in your spouse's life, or children's life, or parents' life, that is not desired, declare otherwise. God will honor it. In the name of Lord Jesus, our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege of today. We thank you for making it possible, oh God, for us to gather at your feet just to seek your face. Lord, you say if we seek you with all our hearts, you will be found of us. You say we shall come to pray and you will answer. Lord, we've come, we prayed, and we believe you've answered. In the name of Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, we declare faith, standing up on the authority of your word. We expect the manifestations. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And we demand that no power can hinder answers to our prayers. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There will be speed. There will be speed. That we speak Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We demand that October will walk in our favor. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.